0: Did you know that as of 2020, 96% of the U.S. House and 100% of the U.S. Senate have received a bachelor's degree or higher? But according to a PEW research article in 2017, only around a third, so 34% of American adults ages 25 and older said they had completed a bachelor's degree or more, according to the U.S. Census Bureau of Data. So, while the House and Senate represent all Americans, demographically speaking, they don't represent us at all. It doesn't seem right that the educated have leadership over the undereducated. In fact, it seems pretty messed up. Welcome to Episode 2 of Educated Pigs.
1: Were you ever taught when you were young? If you mess with things selfishly, the bounder coming down, I'm not the only one. This has been affected and resented every story of Spun and I'm a lucky one. There are people worse off that have suffered enough. Haven't they suffered enough?
0: We're talking about education and the government, but what does this mean? Luckily, we've brought along two very special guests to talk with us today. Meet Morgan Jones. Mr. Jones has worked under government officials, including New York City mayors, Michael Bloomberg, and Bill de Blasio. He's now working at a school, and we're going to learn a little bit about what the clear difference in education in our government and citizens mean. So... Hi, Mr. Jones, first question is, do you think that government officials use a citizen's lack of education to their advantage, and how so?
2: Well, I think it's not um, the direct intention for elected officials and government leaders to uh, take lack of education to their own advantage. Um, I don't think it's intentional. However, um, there has to be much greater consideration for elected Unfortunately, um, you know, there sometimes can be um, a lack of agreement amongst elected officials versus parents, versus teachers, versus students in terms of what everyone wants and everyone needs or at least the pathways kind of to be able to get there. And so that lack of education and or lack of education, that time being spent figuring out what's the best path to get forward, unfortunately, may slow down a process where um uh, within a particular education system or within that that um, department of education within the city, it's gonna have to compete against uh, other private schools or other cities and other states and their education systems in order for them to be able to keep up. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessarily the intention, but unfortunately sometimes the outcome due to using a lot of time to figure out people in general, to be able to get get involved in civic engagement. So I don't think it's in their intention, but unfortunately, sometimes debates and discussions can kind of get in the way in order to move the process forward and get education to a top standard or even a standard that's much more innovative that can help people prepare for the workforce later in life and to be better upstanding citizens, civically engaged citizens of the area that they live in.
1: Okay, so...
2: In the government, does your level of education make a difference in your relationship with the people you serve? Absolutely, 100%. Um, You know, it's important that um, for many government initiatives and most government initiatives, they are written in a particular way so that um, uh, anyone with at least a sixth grade level of education is able to understand what kind of initiatives are coming out from the government. And I mean, it could be anything from you know, voter registration and access to voting, um, and now COVID-19 and being able to have access to be able to understand, well, where can I go get tested for COVID-19 or what resources are out there to make sure that I understand what safety procedures are coming out from, let's say the Department of Health, uh, in order to ensure that, Um, I know how to protect myself in the face of a vaccine and that I'm getting correct and factual information that's out there, Um, that's extremely important because there's so much other information that's out there and and conflicting information that if you don't have a particular level of education to be able to understand, um, citizens may make decisions that would potentially and people learn in different ways, you know, people who may be disabled that may not have the capacity or ability to be able to learn in particular ways. So there's lots of various organizations that can actually help support this education or help support people being able to understand uh, the laws and rules that are around them to be able
1: to um, get what they need and get the help that they have. But, um, it's you know,
2: education is going to be extremely important for just the average citizen to be able to understand and navigate how to read documents,
0: On a scale from 1 to 10, how important is it in the way the government treats us that we all get an education? Yeah, I, are you asking
1: me what, I, on a scale of 1 to 10 of what I think the government thinks about this or what the government directly thinks about what this? You like? Think. Like what you oh, think.
2: What on a
0: scale from 1 to 10, what do you think the importance in citizens getting an education is for the way that they would be impacted by the government treating them?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I would rate that on a, I would rate that on a 10. Uh, I think that's extremely important. Um, uh, if, if, if people don't have, if people aren't having that access to education, which I think is kind of a, in my opinion, at least, it's a basic human right to have that access to education. Um, I think that many people, um, Again, they they may not have access to particular services that they need. Um, They're not going to have the capability to help the people that they care about that's around them. Um, They may not be able to understand what's in front of them and what's being said, or also, again, discern information of what's fact and what's not. As an example, you know, I think the big words of the last couple of
1: years is the big two words the last few years, what's fake news, fake news. And um, some of
2: it may actually be fake and some of it may not be. Um, again, having some level of education, and education doesn't always have to necessarily connect to what you learn in the classroom, but also what you learn outside of a classroom, which is why I think it's important for people and students in general to be able to practice what they learn in the classroom as well as outside of the classroom, and get things done, but again, Both mayors have been involved in this. Um, there's an initiative that's called the Young Men's Initiative or YMI program uh, where they worked a lot with black and Hispanic uh, men in general to help support their children through many um, many different aspects of, of their lives. and one of those aspects focuses on uh, involvement in education and it just shows that if your family, of course if you have one, Uh, is able to be involved in that child's education through what they learn in school, their chances of success are tremendously higher. And so those policies that come into place that involve education and having that access are extremely important because it's what makes, you know, more informed, um, more resourceful, um, and better prepared citizens for life in general. So I, I, I think it would be ranked at a 10. Perhaps some people may not agree as much. Maybe
0: someone in the government has done to a person with little or no education? Oh, my goodness.
2: I don't even know them all. <laughs> I mean, I, I, and I'm not saying there's so many. Um, well, I wouldn't, I don't know, you know, I mean, there's many years where for a long time we weren't having education, we weren't having uh, aspects of education translated into other languages? Uh, you know, in New York City at least, I'll speak in New York City. I can't speak for the whole nation or the whole state, but I can say for New York City. Um, for a long time, most of this information was generally in English or in Spanish and uh, for any kind of information related to education. But you have many people that live in New York City that come from all over the world. I believe in Queens alone there's, what, 200 plus languages that are spoken in Queens? And so um, it wasn't until, uh, I, I, arguably speaking, it wasn't until local law was added into place. I believe it's Local Law 120 and it was pushed by the Mayor's Office of uh, Immigrant affairs in New York City um, that states that all city agencies, and this includes the Department of Education, needs to translate the materials into six top languages that are spoken in New York City. And I know those top languages, I believe, are Spanish, Chinese, Korean, uh, I believe uh, it may be Russian, uh, uh, I believe also Creole, Haitian Creole, um, and possibly Polish, but I'm not, I'm not quite sure. But they're listed in that local law, local law 120. Um, and it ensures that people actually have those translation services provided to them in order for them to understand what's going on. And that can impact everything from whether or not students should be coming entering school that day or not, because of a school day or, or a school closure, or it could be, hey, here's how you apply for certain exams and tests that you need in order for you to be able to pass a particular grade or how to enter into school to begin with. Um, so I think that sort of I think it's less of um, of like using it as a negative sense and just complete oversight of not recognizing that there are people in the city that are different than you that may speak another language and those families and parents may not speak that other language as well too and that impacts uh, uh, how much people have access to that system. I mean, that could be really problematic. And it's actually still problematic to this day, to be honest
1: with you, because uh, our school, we currently work with an organization called Go
2: Project. They're a nonprofit that's based in New York City. And they've actually reached out to us at Avenues to find uh, additional um Translators to help translate documentation that comes out from Go Project as well, um, and um, you know, uh, and it's because some of that information is not translated correctly. Now, I don't know. Again, there's a the big debate here with all of these questions. I'm noticing is about well, there was um, direct, um, directly hurting people who don't have access to resources versus intention. And I don't think there is a really a particular intention to do so, but because of that lack of attention and that uh, what I what may be seen as ignorance uh, to help support people who speak these other
1: languages um, that that don't get that those resources, um,
2: I think that that lack of attention to that detail, which is an extremely important detail, um, hurts New Yorkers at the end of the day, unfortunately, and so uh, nonprofits like a Go Project and other entities. Have to find other people and other volunteers and students like our own at avenues or even parents to get involved and translate these important information about what's coming out from the Department of Education so that families know what's going on so that's extremely um, that's important that's very important so that's sort of my thought process based on my experience and government on that front It's a lot more nuanced than normal.
1: <laughs> you can cut. <laughs> I
0: thought you were done, and then I thought, you And you were... Um, thank you so much. Oh, my gosh, we appreciate yeah. it so Thank you. Do you want us to send you the final thing? We'll send you the final podcast.
2: Yeah. Sounds great. That's wonderful. Yeah, and if you have any questions or thoughts, just let me know. You know, I'm here. And okay, good luck.
0: So thank you so much.
2: Yeah, and definitely check out my community engagement page when you have a chance on open. So if you go on open, I have a whole community engagement page. Um, I'll send you the link here. Give me one second, Avenue. And there's
0: like volunteer oh, opportunities there and stuff. We are joined now by another special guest, Sultan Sarda. Mr. Sarda didn't originally um study education, but now is working on his PhD and is studying the importance in education. So we have some questions for you. Hi. Um did you ever feel discriminated against due to your education? And if so,
1: when?
3: Um, no, I think um you know, I, I think there are groups in our country that are more discriminated um, in with education, and I um, am fortunate, or you know, to be in a group that is not so much. I mean, I did—I I will tell you—I did not do very well in high school. Um, there were some, there were some assumptions about what I was interested in and how that related to going to college. So. Uh, When I was in high school, I actually was not put into the college bound track. I was put into the vocational track because I was interested in woodworking and building things and that kind of thing. So um, it wasn't discrimination, it was, um, in in my view, but it it wasn't the normal track for most, for, for many students.
0: Okay, so the next question is How important is it to have an education in 2020?
3: For my opinion, I think it's very important. I think that there are some people who um, view that there are. You know, we see a lot of people being very successful these days without a college degree. Um, I I think that there's a lot of reasons for getting educated. One is one is that you have uh, more resources to be able to be successful, like in business and that kind of thing. But I also think that education can be a really um, great um, personal learning and uh, personal growth experience, regardless of whether you um, get more of a, a, a higher paying job. Um, so I just think on, on that level, the more education people have, um, the better off we are. It, it, it's worked for me in that way.
1: OK, um, how does having an education affect a
0: person's relationship with the government?
3: With the government, um, I well, number one, So if we think about one of the original reasons for education in a democracy is that we need to have um, citizens who are literate and able to participate. Um, And so I think the more knowledge you have, um, the better your ability to analyze things and to be able to take different arguments and sort them out and see um, what the ability of an argument is. Uh, So I think, you know, in our current... Um, situation in the United States. I think we we are showing that our education system it, in some ways um, doesn't prepare people to, to really look at data and really look at rationality and argument. And so my hope for education is that we will continue to um, create citizens who have that ability. I think that's that's very important for a democracy so that we can understand when argument is fake or false and when when it's based on fact and data and that
1: kind of thing. Okay, so you need to
2: cut
0: it because we're doing it. So, thank you so much. And um, how has the government discriminated or used people's lack of education to their advantage?
3: Well, that's a really interesting question. Um, and I think... Well, I, I do think, you know, we, we are in this information age where we're flooded with information on social media. I think, it's, I think people can make arguments that are not based on um, good reasoning or good information or good data. And I think that there's a lot of work, a lot of, a lot of people that are um, taking advantage of that to some degree. Um, you know, the, a lot of the arguments that we hear about issues of um, race and issues of immigration and issues of the economy, all that, and even, even the issues of COVID are they're based on things like emotion rather than science or, um, you know, for me, like the one example, um, you know, if we, if we look at the science behind COVID, it's clear that it helps for people to wear masks but the argument against it is an emotional argument. Um, and, and I recognize that emotions play part of this, but I think that that, that is an example of how some actors in the government, um, some, some people who participate in the government can use our lack of ability to say, okay, so what is the science behind this? Um, and then they can further their position, you know, like saying that this is about um, freedom, it's about um, not being, um, controlled by the government um, all of those things that I, I i recognize that i'm showing a particular perspective here but i also do believe that the science very important for us to pay attention to particularly in these times
0: yeah i completely agree um do you think that in any way the lack of education in the government has put people into a point where they where there's like where it's so bad where there, it's like they don't know what they're talking about where they're, they're clearly saying things that just aren't true, but they believe them because they haven't been educated? Or do you think that's just um, something that happens regardless of education and of degrees?
3: Yeah, that's also, that's another good question. I, I I wonder, well, so I think that there's a lot of different things that go on. There, there's peoples being educated. Then the people have an agenda and they have a particular view, right? So some people really be, believe that the government should be there to support the population. Other people believe that um, the, gov- the government should not step in; that that's not the government's role. And I think those two pers- those two perspectives are are perfectly valid perspectives. I have a particular idea on that myself. But it's when um, and and I do I actually don't know if the different perspectives are driven by a lack of information or knowledge or if it's people are using the fact that the population doesn't have uh, much knowledge in these, in these things so then you combine that question that people like I have a thing that I want to get done I have a, I have a policy I want to put into place so now I'm going to put out some information that will get people behind it and I think that that's I think that that takes knowledge of what's going on to be able to do that uh, from the people in the government. But I think the effect on the population is that we're, we don't, people don't know what's really true or what's
2: factual.
1: Okay. Um, Does going
2: into a powerful job such as being a famous actor, singer, writer affect your relationship with the government? Like in your personal
3: I think it definitely gives people more power. Um, again, we look so uh, I, I'm going to go back to the idea of COVID again, we look at people who are getting the highest level of treatment that's not available to other people, and they are often people who have positions of power or influence um, and can and can step to the front of the line in a way. And that's, always, that's often always been the case. So that people with more uh, voice, people with more power, have a greater influence on the government. Um, and you know, if you think about it, the people with, with those characteristics um, often have a higher level of education than um, other folks. So I think that there is some sort of a correlation between your power and your level of education.
1: Okay,
0: so adding back on to Isabel's most like recent question, um, do you believe that people who have gotten a good education don't necessarily have the best ideas all the time?
3: You're asking such good questions. Uh, that's yeah. I think you know. That's also the thing is that we're 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 all humans, you know, and we. We have a lot of things that influence our way of thinking about things and decisions that we make. And again, going back to some of those ideas, some of them are emotional. Um, Some of them are based on our knowledge and our ability to rationalize and and logical. Some of them are based on our histories and how our families and our people in our particular groups have always done things. Um, So I think that there's a lot of things that go into the kinds of, Decisions that people make and choices that people make, um, and I do think again that idea of I, I think one of the things that you learn from a good education is how to look at different factors in any kind of problem and be able to take a have a better way to analyze it. And so I think that that is is helpful.
1: Yes, but, I agree.
3: But everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes everybody makes uh, uh, errors in judgment. Yeah.
0: Why do you think people such as our current current president Donald Trump, um, how do you why do you think that people who support him have like much statistically proven to have much lower levels of education?
3: Um, yeah, I'm, I, and I'm not sh- sure. I I, I do believe that most, many of his uh, supporters are working class. I think that, I also think it's mixed, um, I know. But, um, well, if I can change my view.
1: Commander in chief, honestly, if I did the things you do, I couldn't sleep, seriously. What a pain.